serious. Then I will break you. Halt! Smash! You merely adopted the dark. I could do this all day. Welcome to Title Theory, our nerdy branch of the title run kingdom. And I'm joined here today with one of my best friends and main amigos, William. William, tell everybody what's up. Hi, everybody. So uh, we're going to jump right into this for sake of time because Zoom is cheap and <laughs> will not let us use as much time as we want. But uh, we're here to talk to you about the multiverse of madness, not so much to review the movie as we are to just give you a really good idea of what this film means for the Marvel Universe going forward. William, I do believe the two of us correctly predicted at the end of WandaVision, what, 17 months ago? That Wanda yeah. would be the villain for Multiverse of Madness. We called that in. Boy, were we right. <laughs> I think we even titled that podcast, Is Wanda the Next MCU, the next major MCU villain? And that was accurate. Oh, yeah. That's it's it's kind of hard to beat Wanda with uh, with a dark hold. That's that's it, like that's magic power and, and craziness all at the same time. Turns out it was impossible to beat Wanda. <laughs> with the dark hold and this is a complete spoiler podcast so if you haven't seen the movie right now what are you doing and why are you listening to this go watch the movie um and then come back and listen to this but uh jumping right into it the first probably hour and 45 minutes of the movie i just absolutely loved i was just super entertained i love that it jumped directly into the plot there was no setup i mean you jump right into the thick of the plot we both said this, I think actually like in unison, it was like a jinx moment. We're both like the humor and horror mix was really good. Um, and I left it kind of feeling like I watched a WandaVision movie as much as I watched a Doctor Strange movie. And, you know, it kind of felt like Wanda was as much a, a protagonist as she was an antagonist, which is odd. And the movie was as much about her character development as it was Strange's. So those are just some of my initial thoughts. What, do you, what about you, William? Yeah, I I have to like moderate sort of my my praise for the movie because I realized that Doctor Strange is one of my favorite MCU characters. <laughs> yeah. So I I have to immediately go in like so that's my bias, but I really really like the movie. I I went and saw it like on opening weekend and um like like you said like from basically from start to finish I was I was like completely in, entranced with what I was seeing um on the screen so like i was waiting for like when they said certain words i would like get like, naturally excited and uh when professor x rolls or have uh hovers in Listen, on his yeah. yellow uh yellow little chair thing uh to the animated 90s x-men theme song i was like oh my god they did it <laughs> they i missed that in the theater like, I can't, i'm so mad that i missed that and i heard it in all the breakdowns i don't know how i missed it but i missed them playing that little x-men uh variation of the theme in the uh, movie live but yeah and it's also nice to see dr strange again defeat the bad guy not with power but just mm -hmm. like psychology mm -hmm. <laughs> that's totally ever he ever he wins every movie with, <laughs> with just ma making the psychology uh work for him so like he he makes dormammu rage quit by trapping him in a time loop and then he convinces wanda that she's the villain by having her scare the bejesus out of this these kids that she wants so and yeah. I, I have to say that that was probably one of my few complaints. There weren't a whole lot, but the final act I thought was a bit predictable. 
in the sense that Marvel has a pattern they follow in the third act of the movies. And our, our buddy over at Screen Crush, I say our buddy like we know him, but Ryan <laughs> Area over at Screen Crush has pointed this out. They have a third act issue, and it's it's very, very consistent. And generally, I like it, but it does lead to sometimes disappointing third acts where it's CGI battle, usually a CGI punch fest, or it's two really, really powerful beings that fight up in the air where there's no real consequences because they're both basically invulnerable. And then the bad guy dies. That's the general pattern starting all the way back in 2007 with Iron Man. That is the pattern that most of the movies follow. And to be honest, some of the best movies are ones that don't follow that pattern. They really are. I mean, there's a reason that um, WandaVision was so unique and that mm-hmm. it did have the big CGI battle, but there was a lot of stakes that took place past that movie. And you'd be still seeing the villain again. That was one of the few critiques I had of Black Panther. You killed off, in my opinion, one of the two or three best villains in the entire MCU. I mean, for what? He easily could have gone to prison in Wakanda and been kept till another day. I mean, so that was one of the few um, complaints I had. And of course, you know, I think we all know Wanda didn't really die. I used air quotes when we say die, but um, it just, as soon as she showed up in that Westview house, I was like, she's going to realize she's evil and stop, like stop herself. It just, and that's fine, but it, you know, it left it just slightly less satisfying than I hoped for. Yeah. Yeah, it. Yeah, I I agree, uh, more or less. And I and I I say that because I'm one of those suckers that falls for that every time. Like I, I I'm one of the ones that's going to pay money to go see it in the theater. Even oh though yeah, I'm oh yeah, without um, question. But uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things. I think even Brian Airy says it on his his Screen Crush channel that it's like, yeah, why change the formula when the formula nets you billion dollar <laughs> box office? He has a fair point. I mean, he's got a fair point, but uh, that was one of the few complaints. Um, one other thing I just pointed out is just that, you know, with all the talk with the Illuminati, and I don't think I was as hyped about it as some people. There's a lot of people that were really excited because they wanted to see who was on it. The Illuminati, I thought was kind of going to be a plot device. I wasn't really that into seeing who was on it. Uh, obviously, Professor X excited me, but like when, and I avoided the last two or three weeks of, trailers so i did not know that captain carver was going to be in the movie loved that as an easter egg but truthfully i ended up being right yeah they were not an important part of the movie they were more than cameos essentially just a plot device put in the movie to show hey this is how powerful wanda is and some of their hubris and arrogance kind of irritated me because like you have the smartest people on the planet the most powerful people on the planet and they totally disregard the scar which even though they should know she's the next being and is immensely powerful yeah, that's that's one of the things that confused me, and I, I was also fairly annoyed at the like the, the arrogance they were showing. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, for at least two of them, that's completely out of their character. Like for for Reed Richards and mm-hmm. uh, Professor X, they are cautious people by nature, <laughs> um, so that they're given to like lots of thought and lots of preparation and stuff like that, and they're not ones to um, underestimate a threat. Um, the the Captain Marvel. Uh, with I believe uh, was that photons, mom um, yeah Maria Rambo. Yeah. Uh, she, I didn't care for her as much because she would she like took the Brie Larson personality and like cranked it to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I you're just not likable. It's like you're you're yeah you're hu- like you're arrogant but like you don't really like you, you have a certain power set yes but also you are defeatable like you are very very. Like you and Captain Carter, 
like not exactly invulnerable here. Yeah, but the issue I have with that is that like we have no emotional connection with this version of Captain Marvel. Yeah. I mean, Maria Rambo is barely in the Captain Marvel movie, and our connection to her is through her daughter, really. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of like, okay, she died. I hate to say that she died. And truthfully, a statue fall on Captain Marvel should not kill her after she flew through um two or three spaceships, I think, in the movie. Yeah. I did hear one thing say that, uh, that it might have been like Wanda like absorbing her power. That while they were okay. fighting, and then like they then basically she was like regular human okay. getting pushed. I have no problem but with that. Um that made it I make more sense. I didn't realize how violent some of the deaths were. Like when I saw Black Bolt's skull collapse, <laughs> I didn't exactly realize what was happening. I didn't realize that his scream rebounded inside his own head and collapsed his skull. Mm-hmm. That was one of the breakdowns I saw. Like you can see the the um the vocal emission coming through his mouth and rebounding back mm-hmm. into his skull, which collapses it. And yeah. like, oh my gosh, it was and then of course Captain Carter gets bisected. And that's one where I have an emotional attachment to Captain Carter from what if. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do, and you know, I have an emotional attachment to Professor Xavier, and we had to watch him die for the third time on screen. <laughs> and so it was just like those were fine. I just um, but yeah, I just the Illuminati seemed a little wasted. Um Reed Richards trying to attack her with reaching his, I mean, he's he's too smart for that. I just yeah, I don't know. You're kind of with me on that. And again, the point of that scene was to demonstrate. Wanda is literally unstoppable. If she chooses to attack, she cannot be contained or stopped. Yeah. And that leads me to one other thing that was confusing to me. Like, Wanda's totally OP, right? Mm-hmm. And yet she never kills Wong. <laughs> like, I, I really couldn't understand why she kept Wong alive. And I had a problem with her dying in a collapsing building you're supposed to we're supposed to think that this woman who just traveled across another universe and killed the most powerful people in that universe (laughs) died because some bricks fell on her i know like of course you're not really supposed to believe that but that's how it's portrayed in the movie so whatever and not not just that she she like she wrecked camertage yeah thank you like is climbing through like water portals to attack people which that was actually really cool that that was like terrifying with like when her yeah. she came out that mirror like all like yes. Ring style. yes and that's some of the horror stuff that i'm not at all a horror movie fan uh my buddy daniel canada tries to get me to watch some of these and you know i'm just not interested he's he loves that with his dark humor his macabre sense of humor canada I hope you listen to this um but this is not my thing but it was horror done in a way that seemed to fit into the mcu and i think you put in those this was classic uh prime sam raimi and i'm not a sam raimi guy so when you explain a little bit about why this is so on brand for him and what he does with his cinema making movie. Oh making. yeah. He he's like the, the father of horror comedy and that he, he did like the original evil dead okay, trilogy. Yeah. So you have like him and, and that's why, and that's one of the reasons I was very excited when he was doing this. I figured there'd be a Bruce Campbell cameo and there was, Oh, there was <laughs> um, because him and Bruce Campbell are sort of like the one, two punch team uh, for, horror comedy and with the evil dead there's always like a tongue-in-cheek sort of aspect so we're like it's it's like here to gross you out and terrify you but at the same time like sort of breaking the fourth wall and winking at the viewer and like yes we realize this is crazy <laughs> um and and that's sort of the stuff you get with with dr strange here too you have like it's like mixing the evil dead trilogy with the spider-man trilogy and you get this you get this like really weird horrible like 
suspenseful situations, but there's also like the the cutting uh like the wisecracking and all that stuff that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. happens uh throughout the movie too. Um and that's yeah, that's basically Ram uh Raimi's uh wheelhouse. Any other thoughts on what you uh thought maybe didn't work as well or would have liked to have seen in the movie? <sighs> I, I know it wouldn't have added anything and it would probably would have taken away from like the Wanda character arc, but I would have liked at least like a visual of Cthon yeah. in the movie. Like not just like, Oh, a guy named Cthon built this a long time ago. Um, but like maybe have like a, a spiritual embodiment of him, like a, like a shadow or something um, to just give more credence to his existence in the MCU. Um, and this like whole demonic side of things where these like the fear lords like nightmare and Mephisto like basically Mephisto. give us more hope of seeing them down the road. Um, I would say and even a simpler version, William, is when Wong is telling Wanda about the genesis of the dark hole, just have a flashback that shows Cthon yeah. carving the walls. I mean, that's yeah, not like hard Lord to of do. the Rings flashback. Yeah. 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 That's not hard to do. I mean, I don't know why you couldn't do that. And kind of give the people that little like you said that little taste for people that are fans of that particular corner of the marvel universe not even cinematic universe universe um that um real quickly also a lot of people are making a big deal about the whole naming this the 616 universe <laughs> even though it's already been shown to have some differences from the comic book universe and so if you're not sure what we're talking about um marvel has made their multiverse in the comics with each universe being named a specific number to designate a each universe being designated with a specific number to differentiate the universes. The ultimate universe was, I forgot, 10 something. It's like 1610. 1610, that's it. And the prime Marvel universe is 616, which I cannot hear without thinking about Lilo and Stitch. I think I might be the only person that's made that connection, but every time I think of that, I think of Lilo and Stitch. So um, the Stitch, of course, being experiment six, he's 626, I know, but I it always makes me think of that. But uh I used to drive but, a mob with six two six. Did you really? Yeah, my parents did too. Um, <laughs> but the thing about that is, I just wonder, like, what does that mean? And I think I heard the best explanation I've heard this week, which it simply means that the MCU is not another universe that is separate from the comics. It is a comic book adapt adaptation of. Excuse me, let me back up. It is a film adaptation of Universe 616 in the comics. That, to me, is probably the simplest explanation. Yeah. I, and it's weird, too, that they would use the 616. Because yeah. I was thinking about this when they mentioned it in the theater. I was like, okay, cool. I know what 616 is. But stuff happens here that didn't happen in 616. Uh -huh. And things happened in 616 that didn't happen here. Uh -huh. And if you're going based on, even even based on like how close the 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 events are this is closer to 1610 than it is uh 616 it takes way more from the ultimate universe even think about things like who made ultron it's supposed to be hank mm -hmm. pym in this universe hank pym's old when ultron's created it has nothing to do with it or iron man's origin being in the 2000s as opposed to during the vietnam war all these kind of things and they're small things the fact that this peter parker doesn't have the death of uncle ben as what triggers his um superhero fighting and the fact that he doesn't have an oscorp in his universe that's a yeah. humongous difference <laughs> and so like it's okay it imagine batman without the joker i mean seriously i mean 
it doesn't bother me, but it's just something that is worth mentioning. And anybody that's a you know diehard fan like we are is gonna is gonna have that thought. So second thing we wrote down here, did Wanda die? The answer, William? No. No, no, of course she didn't. I mean yeah. Marble's I mean, not in the habit of killing their cash cows. They are not. Only well, unless it's a really good villain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, we talked about how the villains die. Thanos had to die, but Thanos was a villain who was in the background of what sixteen films, <laughs> you know, yeah, he, whatever he had, it was. He had like almost like what six years of some like seven, six, six, seven years of uh of background yeah. villainry. And the only way for that, the only way for the Infinity Saga to be resolved was with his death. There was yeah. no other way to resolve that saga. Whereas someone like um, Ironmonger. In the mm-hmm. first Iron Man movie, he didn't need to die. Do I care that he died? No, but he didn't need to die. There was no, in no way is the story better or worse because of his death. Same thing with Whiplash. I mean, it was just like, okay, he died, whatever. Um, Alden kill, uh, Killian Alden. Aldrich. The Iron Man, thank you. The Iron Man 3 villain. Okay, he died from the extremis. Okay, it doesn't really, it, it didn't even give me emotional satisfaction because he was already defeated. Yeah. Whereas, there's a certain emotional satisfaction from the death of Thanos because you know that signifies, okay, this is truly, truly the end. Um, so, yeah. Now, here's the big part. We want to spend the last few minutes we have on this. What happens next? And this is the juicy part. The word, one of the words that was a buzzword that you mentioned, William, that you your ears perked up when you heard was incursions. Yep. I, I have been saying this for years. I was like, I want the incursions. I want the incursion and then i hear reed richards say that word in the theater and i almost screamed out loud you were one of those (laughs) like yeah that's what i want so william i told you i read secret wars i guess this past fall actually i think it was during football season i read secret wars or maybe over thanksgiving break um really liked it liked it a lot more than secret invasion which i know Mm -hmm. is going to be a show i i'm sure that the mcu version will be much better than the comic version there are so many characters that you don't know you have to follow so many other comic book series that aren't necessarily typical central characters just to understand what's going on i don't follow spider girl i didn't know a lot of that stuff so secret wars made a lot more sense to me and it gives a ton of character development to its primary character who is not yet in the MCU. Yep. Dr. Doom, which means what, William? Which means I hope that we get Dr. Doom at some point in the near future. But too, but it could be, and I really hope this is not the case, that they're replacing Dr. Doom with Kang, Kang. and it's going to be the Secret War slash the Time War that they mentioned in Loki. Yeah. yeah. Uh, between the that's... timelines. I think that's the route they're going to go. I really do. And let's just be honest. From the perspective of the story they're telling, it makes absolute perfect sense. Yeah. Somebody that wants to see Dr. Doom, it's like, okay, well, this pushes Dr. Doom back, what, another four years? Mm-hmm. I mean, prop, probably. Yeah. That's what you're looking well, I mean, at yeah, it means you're going to have to wait on Dr. Doom to like the, the next, like, we had the Infinity Saga, and now we're going to have like the Kang Saga. Yes. And it's going to be the, like, the doom saga next so like yeah well into the future now um before we get dr doom unless something drastic changes yeah and 
I'm with you. Like, I think I've told you, I've never been a fan of Kang. I never thought it was very interesting. And of course, as they do in the MCU, they found a way to make him interesting with Jonathan Majors playing him. And even what they have Kang is Kang being it's I'm engaged, which I didn't think I would be. So if they want to put him into one of the best plots in recent Marvel history, okay. The second Secret Wars, the 2015 version, that was really, really good. Okay. But it is disappointing to think that we may not get Doom. Yeah. I mean, it is disappointing. I feel like, like and, and yeah, I, I agree that like I went in like being a fan of Kang, but Doom was always like, for me, Marvel is Spider-Man and Doctor Doom. <laughs> Those are the two, like, if I had to narrow it down, those would be the two iconic characters uh, from Marvel. And to take Secret Wars away from Doctor Doom is basically to nerf him to, like, well below what he should be. Yeah, because he becomes a god in that movie. Yeah, like, this it, This this is, like, Secret Wars is basically his story. Like, yeah, he's the oh, yeah. figure. Like, and it's it's basically all about his character and his his personality and his growth and all that and let me ask um, you this william who is the most important protagonist in secret wars protagonist uh the one that ends it all is yes reed yes so um who is the biggest antagonist for reed richards it's dr doom so <laughs> it's like you said it's like batman and joker you can't tell secret wars where reed richards is the key to ending everything and not put Dr. Doom in that spot. It just is like, <laughs> so yeah, I'm with you. Like it'd be, it would be good. Yes. But you are really, really changing the story. Kind of like when they did the hush mm -hmm. um, version of the DC animated universe yep. and they changed the villain uh, in the movie. And it's like, how do you change the central villain? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, this is the Riddler story. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I watched that movie and was like, wait, wait, wait what? Wait, what? Wait, no, no, no. The, that was legitimately that movie was the first time I've ever really, really feared and respected the Riddler. I was like, oh, crap. Oh, my goodness. And they really gave a more accurate portrayal of that kind of version of the Riddler, not the real clownish version we've seen in the past in yeah. the Batman, which is another discussion for another day. A movie we both loved. Absolutely mm -hmm. loved. Um, so. William, what happens to the Illuminati? You don't tease those kind of things without circling back around it. What's, what's going to happen to the Illuminati? I, I've heard some people say this on YouTube and everything when I'm doing my, my research and seeing what other people are talking about. And I, I like the idea. I don't know that it's necessarily where they're going, but it would make a lot of sense given what happened in the, the movie if they had used the time stone since none of those stones were destroyed. They killed Thanos before mm -hmm. he even finished the gauntlet. Um, was the time stone present in the gauntlet? No, the time and okay. the mind stone. Were, the so, mind stone so technically, Vision should be alive in that universe too, mm, um, okay. because the mind stone is not in the gauntlet either. And the the scene they show with him with okay. the, that Uru blade in him. Um, so the 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 one idea, at least that I've heard, is that the Illuminati did the same thing Strange did in Infinity War, and they just kind of look through possible futures mm. as to how defeat how to defeat Thanos, and one of them or how to deal with Wanda or, mm -hmm. uh, or something like that. They saw it coming and um, they realized that this was sort of the, the way and they had to like, basically they knew they couldn't defeat Wanda by force. So they basically just 
fought strange time to escape. Um, and then they all died in the attempt to delay her. And then Mordo was still alive at the end. And mm-hmm. coincidentally, the sorcerer of the bunch that knows how to use the time stone would reverse time and resurrect them all um, so that they would continue to be alive. And that makes a little more sense mm-hmm. given their their uncharacteristic arrogance with with uh, with regard to we'll deal with your little witch. Like, no, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, and so that that makes it. That's more in line, I think, with Reed Rich, Reed Richards, and uh, Professor that Xavier's is, that is. character. Is like, okay, we have a contingency plan, <laughs> so we will die, but also we will come back to life. Um, it also explains kind of the lack of reaction you see from after you watch Black Bolt's death. Yeah, why was there screams of horror? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I actually realized what was happening because I I saw his mouth and I was like. Oh no! Don't do don't do it! Don't do it! He's gonna scream, and then he's like, mm, and then you see like a little shockwave go around his mouth, yes. around his head, and then his head just cave in. And I was like, yeah, that's what happened. Or like her, <sighs> the Reed Richards death wasn't bad until she popped his head like a zit. I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh! And again, like that should freak someone out. Yeah. Snapping Doctor X's neck, like oh mm-hmm. yeah. So, but that theory is a bit far fetched in the sense that like. It takes mm-hmm. a lot to get there, but it does make sense because it would explain, A, why did Mordo stay to watch Strange? Strange was cuffed, couldn't use magic. Why did yeah. Mordo stay behind? So he wouldn't die. Yeah. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't engage one and wouldn't die. And yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It, ma- it makes more sense than them just being, you know, like prideful jerks. Yeah. A um, couple, uh, couple other things. Any other thoughts on uh, just what happens next or things that you observed or or things they could carry on with from this film? There there were a few things that I noticed that were smaller things here and there. Um, one of the not so small things is I, I actually liked America Chavez. Yeah, I thought she I was a really that. good character. Mm-hmm. And usually I'm the first one to be annoyed by like younger characters that are mm-hmm. like spunky and stuff. But I thought she was really well done. Well, I um, did too. Yeah, and I, I'm hoping that Marvel takes her and doesn't put her necessarily on the Young Avengers, but uses her for like the Ultimates, hmm. which is like a Super Avengers team, um, for like a Cosmic Avengers. It's got Black Panther and uh, Blue Marvel, who is like Reed Richards, but African American, so much cooler. Uh, yes, and he has like ridiculous amounts of power. Um, and Captain Marvel, the uh, the Monica Rambeau version, I believe, um, and oh, another okay. character that I can't remember offhand, but they're super powerful. They're cosmic, basically cosmic Avengers, and their first mission is to turn Galactus from a planet eater into the life bringer or the light bringer. So, like, okay. they shove him back into like a cocoon thing and finish his baking, and instead of needing to eat planets to survive, he bestows life upon planets. And, and let me circle back around something you said about America Chavez. That's probably one of the other complaints I had. She, the character, was interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. When they do the flashback to the scenes of how she loses her mother's, like, God, man, that was heart-wrenching. That immediately formed a connection to her mm-hmm. for the audience emotionally. Only complaint I had about the character was how she just conveniently figures out how to use her powers after not knowing how to use them for two hours in the last five minutes of the movie. And then, oh, okay, I can now portal wherever I need to go. I said, really? 
Really? Come on. I think you're underestimating the the power of a motivational speech from a an undead wizard. <laughs> that was awesome. The the zombie strange. That was awesome. By the way, you can do it. What? What is happening right now? Um. Yeah. Uh. And another question I had for you: Who is Clea, and why is Clea, and what is Clea? Because I had why no idea. Clea? I did. I, I, my Drax impersonation. I had no idea what was going on when Charlie's Theron shows up at the end of the movie. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to read on the internet up. about what th- what this is. I don't know what this is. I don't know. She showed up and I was like, I think I know who that is, but let's see. And then she like whipped out that sword and cut a hole to the dark dimension. I was like, yeah, that's her. That's, her. that's Clea. Uh, Clea is in the comics. She is the niece of Dormammu. Oh, um, <laughs> comics are the, so weird. Yeah, she's the daughter of, of Umar, who is the sister of Dormammu. Um, and she is super powerful in magic. They're all beings called Faultine, which are basically embodiments of magical energy. Um, so they can, she, she should be on a, on, almost on par, if not with, uh, with, uh, Scarlet Witch in terms oh, wow. of what she can do. Um, I mean, look, cause I mean, look at Dormammu. Dormammu is like a universal overlord, um, and everything. And I actually did see a theory that was super way out there, but it was, since they mentioned um, Doctor Strange's sister, Donna, uh, that they mentioned that they were talking about like the incursions and like um, the dream walking with the with the Darkhold, and they said that it would be cool. It it might be cool to find out that Dormammu um, was essentially a doctor, a version of Doctor Strange mm. that went crazy with the dream walking and the Darkhold and on all that, and overdid the uh overdid the dark magic and became dormammu um and that he had a sister and his sister donna would be umor in that thing and then she would have um she would have clea and they would have that connection that way um but in the comics clea is one of his love interests Mm -hmm. at some point um so they they have an on again off again sort of relationship but yeah she's she's very powerful and very important to dr strange um, and I'm th- looking forward to where that goes uh, in the future. I don't know what I have no idea where they could go for a third movie. Yeah, me neither. And go, and will it be within this phase of the MCU within this Kang? Uh, what we think is going to be this Kang arc, or will it fall in something beyond this arc? That's a good question because I don't know if they'll continue the the Cleates at the end um in the next movie or if they'll try to resolve it in another movie or mm-hmm. a series or something like that beforehand because what they're talking about clea is like we have to stop an incursion that fits in with the current like phase leading towards secret wars. wars um but i don't know necessarily if we'll pick it up with another doctor strange movie in the secret wars sort of saga or if it'll be like something they do as cameos in another movie that would probably be my personal preference and let whatever dr strange three is have a new fresh storyline to pick up with but that's just my that's just my thought um bring us nightmare yeah well yeah or you know mephisto yeah um yeah so here's the other thing i'm having a hard time with i'm not seeing how the end of this movie is directly going to connect to thor love and thunder (laughs) yeah 
I mean, which is the next title, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's coming out in July. Yeah, maybe. and I just, I just, I'm, I can see how this connects to Loki season two, I suppose. But I'm really interested in seeing how all these pieces connect because even with the with the Infinity Saga, if they had, had if they had been making shows at the time, you would have had a pretty good idea of how they would connect it. But now it's like I really, with us going more and more cosmic and multiversal. It's kind of exciting to not know what's going to happen, but also a little bit like I don't see the big picture, which is okay. I think I think it's okay. Um, All in all, I really enjoyed this movie. There are so many scenes that come to my my mind more than we could cover in this amount of time of them fighting with the musical notes, which was genius. Oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, And you got a Danny Elfman score, which is always great. But them fighting with the musical notes. I love that. Um, I wanted to know what Defender Strange did that Mm -hmm. was so awful i want to know what caused the incursion also like does dreamwalking cause incursions is that what is that what you know caused it i want to know like and i want to know what he did with the dark hold like what was he doing um was he using the time stone to try to manipulate things and that caused the incursion like there's a lot of questions that i had that we probably won't know the answer to and like you i would be very happy to see a lot of these things doctor strange be resolved by cameos and other shows or movies and be resolved bit by bit as opposed to necessarily like one big, you know, mm-hmm. feature film that attacks them all. So overall, yeah. I really enjoyed this. I'm looking forward to more of Dr. Strange. And I think I'm looking forward to just seeing, having a clear picture of what they're going to do with Kang. Mm-hmm. Like the one that I think I, this movie I was looking forward to. I think the movie though, that's going to give me what I really wanted is going to be quantum mania. Yeah. Which is not hard to see how this is going to connect to that. But like, I think quantum mania might have, the relation the might connect everything else in the TV series to Kang in the way that I was hoping for, because we didn't really get a lot of that. Anyways, William, any final thoughts? I just thought the demon cloak at the end was very, very cool. When, when like he's <laughs> doing the dream walking and he's like that the zombie cool. and, and Christine's like, uh, you're a sorcerer. They're spirits. Use them. <laughs> I was like, she knows what the deal is. Like she, she's not even a, she's not even a magic user. Can we also talk about how great it was to see the way they redeemed the relationship with him and Christine? Mm-hmm. Like, I love that aspect of it where it's like in every possible universe, they are not meant to be together. But in the best versions of Strange, that severed relationship actually causes growth for him mm-hmm. instead of destroying him like it did with uh, the, the Dark Doctor Strange, where his yeah. severed relationship with Christine destroyed him, whereas our Doctor Strange in 616 it was a defining reason for him to grow and become a better man. So I really liked the way that was framed. And Christine even saying, essentially, there is, I would love for us to be together, but it's clear this is not what's intended to happen. So I really enjoyed that too. Last thing is um, Franklin Richards is MCU canon now, and I want to see him. Uh, Yeah, and Valeria Richards is too. Mm -hmm. And they are both in Secret Wars. Actually, Valeria is in Secret Wars, isn't she? No, actually, they both are. They're both in Secret yeah, Wars. Yeah. They both are. Because uh, Franklin hangs out with this big sentinel. <laughs> <laughs> and Valeria is like, yeah, anyways. All right, William, we're out of time. Thank you for jumping on. Uh, this has been Dave Bethay and William Lindblad for Title Theory. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>